Hello and welcome to Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast, and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. As always, I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And thank you so much for joining us again in another fun and exciting week of games. This week, we are going to be doing a catch-up episode. It's one we've done in the past and we haven't done it in a while. And we have been playing quite a few games. I've personally checked quite a few games off my list over the last couple months. So we figured it'd be a good time to maybe go over those things, see how we're doing, maybe do a mental check-in as well. It's pretty important. Mm -hmm. It is mental health month, so that is very important for everyone to focus in on that. You know, take a minute to check in with yourself. How you doing? How are things? And if the answer is bad, horrible, I hate everything, well, now's the time to change it. <laughs> and hmm. we will be right there with you for the ride. But anyway, um, <laughs> why don't we kick off with some of the games that we have been playing? Let's do that. And then we can go into some other stuff later. Uh, as you know, Chris, because we talked about this quite a bit, I have been diving into quite a few games lately. And I have been checking them off very quickly. The most recent one that I beat that I have not beaten before is Super Mario Odyssey, which was a awesome little title. That was a Ooh, lot of fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I really had, you know, it was it was good. It was very quick. Um, I didn't do the completionist thing. There's no way. Like I just wanted something quick and easy and have fun with it because the other games I've been playing have been ridiculously long <laughs> RPGs. <laughs> so I needed something to kind of like. A little palate cleanser, to to kind of put it lightly. I still think I prefer Galaxy. I don't know. Galaxy was is probably one of my favorite of these like 3D Mario worlds. But Odyssey was a lot of fun. It had a lot of really cool mechanics. Um, I feel like it had some worlds that went on a little too long, and some worlds that I wish had way more time in. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it really feels like the ones that I at least I found the most interesting were either very empty or very, very quick. Um, but, you know, it's each their own. I'm sure some people hate the worlds that I enjoyed and love the worlds I hated. So, you know, whatever. The only one that sucked was that one water one with the ice. I don't know. I For some reason, that was like... Like, it seemed like it had a lot going on it. But yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. The whole, like, different levels because the water. I'm like, this kind of sucks. And it... it yeah. I hate to say it because, I mean, that stage was kind of cool looking, but it also felt really short. Visually, it was really cool, but yeah, it was very short. It was one of those that got paired up with another level. Mm. And every time I saw the way, like, if the map branched and it gave you two different levels, like, I knew, like, okay, these are going to be really short, which I thought was kind of interesting. So, like, with those ones, you only needed to get 10 moons each. And then with the ones where it just branches off to one world, you needed like 20 world or 20 moons, you know, so they kind of mm-hmm. doubled it. But I mean, visually, like that level was pretty amazing. That was gorgeous. I mean, all the levels were beautiful. I, I didn't really like New Donk City, but whatever. That's a whole thing. No one really thing. does. I hate the it, song. Like, I hate to say it, but that song really annoys me. The one that she sings. I don't know why. I just it annoys me. It's not good. And it, it it's weird, like, it doesn't, it didn't feel like that world fit. Like, I get what they're trying to do. And it's weird to say that because there's so many weird worlds in that, right? Like, it, to me, the the crazy one with the dragon, that super short world is just literally a boss battle, fit more with the Mario aesthetic than New Donk City, even though that was complete high fantasy, you know? Like, it, 
it felt mm-hmm. good to jump around in that little area. And I wish that one was longer. I really want to play in that world. That was really cool. But I don't know. Yeah, that was a little trip. And actually, I think my favorite world was the first one, the desert world. Or not the first one. The yeah. One. Like that oh. was the first desert. one was with the. Yeah, the desert yeah. isn't the first because it's the dinosaur first. And then you go to the desert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like the desert. Poncho? It's so awesome. And those characters are fantastic. I love Sugar Skulls, and that was just super cool. It just sucks that it was only like such a small little village in this big sprawling area. And I kind of get it, you know, like it's in a desert, so it, you know, it can't be like a small desert, you know, but it would have been cool to see like more artifacts or just something like random structures throughout, like just a little bit more. I I wanted more from that one. I know I spent a lot of time in that. Way too much. I I really love that stage a lot because it reminded me of the desert stage in Mario 64. And mm. growing up, that's the stage that, like, I can close my eyes and I fully remember the full layout still to this day because it was my favorite. Yeah. It even had the flying bird, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, except for this one was a falcon and that one had the vulture that takes your hat. Yeah, that was an awesome level. That was really cool. A lot of fun. I still remember that that crazy the cube maze that you have to run through and time it just right. Like when I was a kid, that was so difficult oh. for me. But <laughs> now looking back, I'm like, oh, that's just really easy. It follows a line. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I, my brain just couldn't put it together. I think the hardest part, especially the Mario 64, though a lot of Mario's do this, is his stupid little like when he runs and stops, how he slides a little bit. Oh yeah, I always forget it. I like, got he caught on that heavy. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like in in this one specifically, I felt like he skidded like crazy. Mm -hmm. Like there was way too many times in which I just kept like going. My momentum just kept pushing me forward and I just fell off the stage. I'm like, well, I'm dead. (laughs) Like it was actually a little frustrating at times. Yeah. And maybe that could be accounted to by like, you know, Joy-Con drift. It's not the best. But like there is a lot of he felt a lot more floaty in this level in this game for sure. Which is funny coming from Odyssey where you're literally in space, but yeah. <laughs> like, I really want to play Galaxy. Though. Like hearing you Galaxy talk about it and saying it's better than Odyssey, I'm like, I really need to check it out. I think the level design in Galaxy was better. Just because it was like it's the first game I played where the levels were actually in a three or like in a full circular format or not circular, I guess like spherical format. It's very trippy. There's a lot of like little tiny areas. There's some bigger ones. It's very very trippy like to think about it because like you're thinking on every axis a lot of the times, which is really weird. Oh wow. This is kind of cool. I didn't realize it was all like this. I thought it was like super tiny worlds, like all of them. Hmm. No, yeah, it's it, it. There's some little areas and like gravity affects you differently. So like there's certain parts where like you're on one little sphere and you're running around. And if you jump really close to the other one, then your gravity flips to that one. And you have to like like the jump puzzles were a lot more interesting in that, I think. Gotcha. Or at least from what I remember, they were really interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And the the two player format and that was actually kind of funny where the second player could have another Wiimote and shoot at the screen and shoot little star bits at the enemies. 
uh, to stun them, which is kind of adorable, especially if you have like a little sibling. It was really fun for them to do that. So it was actually a really oh. cool little added effect. That's cool. Yeah. But and actually, do you have to say the ending of Odyssey where you play as Bowser? That was rad. That was super cool. That should have gone on much longer. Oh, that was actually really yeah. cool. We're actually able to just like bash through things. That was super rad, but you know, oh well. So, what about you? What games have been on your radar lately? Um, well, going quickly over some of the games I've beaten. I think the last time we did this, I spoke about The Last of Us Two and mm-hmm. my whole thoughts on that. So I'm not going to jump back into that, but I'm calling it the Spring of Souls because. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm burnt out now, and I need to recuperate a little bit. But when Elden Ring came out, it I never had a whole lot of experience playing Souls games. Like, I got kind of far in the first game, but that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Elden Ring came out, I'm like, oh, I'll give it a shot. Ended up platinuming it, loving it. Spent, like, 200 hours in it. And Jeez. it it was amazing. Like, I truly, truly enjoyed that game. Probably, I don't say more than I should have, but... It surprised me because I thought it was going to be a game where I'm like, oh, this is cool. Or it's going to be like Breath of the Wild where I'll get sick of it after like, I don't know, 40 hours or something. I'll be overwhelmed. But I didn't really get that urge to quickly beat the game until right at the end. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like, there's still more for me to explore. But you know what? I'm not going to go through every damn dungeon just to find one item. I'm just going to beat it. End it before I start to dislike it because I'll do that with games where I'll keep playing it and it just makes me dislike the game more. Right. And with Elden Ring, I didn't really get that feeling, but it was phenomenal. Um, after that, instantly, I jumped to Bloodborne. Mm. Um, Bloodborne. It was a change. That's yeah. Funny. I. It was a game of always wanted to play since the day it came out i remember like seeing the release and i'm like this looks exactly what i want from a game like everything about it but the whole souls part of it freaked me out Mm. because i was like dude i'll never be good enough for this like it's it seems difficult but at the end of the day souls games to me yes they do have that fear of am i gonna die but at the same time they're not super difficult if you just sit and look at the pattern and with bloodborne i felt that way um i platinum it 100 and it saw the endings i it yeah, i now think it's one of my favorite games like i don't say maybe of all time but it, especially for like last gen definitely mm. um it was great uh, that one's a really pattern heavy game. I do remember that. I never beat it, but mm-hmm. like I remember like walking through the same areas because you end up dying at the end of a tunnel or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, this guy's gonna pump out here. This guy's gonna do this, and like finding that rhythm, right? So it's like yep. run, 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 jump, swing, run, 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 jump, swing, dodge. You know, like really finding those patterns as you go through was really cool. Yeah, and it. I think for me, the DLC was the hardest part, but it it was hard, but I learned from it. And it's interesting because mm-hmm. right after that, I jumped into Dark Souls Remastered, the first game. 
Nice. And I was starting to get a little burnt out halfway through, but I was like on the streak of like, oh man, I'm getting good at parrying. Like I can, these iframes are perfect with my dodges. Like I was getting like mm. really, really into it. And the lore and themes behind the first Dark Souls was so good that it just it captured me. I was like, God, I want to, I want to see more. I want to read more. I want to, I want to just experience like get lost in it and i haven't felt this way about a game in a long time that i I guess through all these souls games like it makes me want to learn the story and lore much more because it's not fed to you you know it's it's not even like logs that you get in your inventory like you just kind of look at items and they tell little bits and pieces or you know an npc will mention something and you're like Oh, that was over there. Whoa, it all connects. You know, that's something I never really noticed mm. in the game before. And it just made me enjoy it a lot more. Like Dark Souls 1, the remaster does a really good job in not making it look archaic. Uh, I remember right before the remastered version came out, I was trying to play the original and it was just ugly and at times the controls are pretty difficult but in this newer version it it i don't want to say it feels like bloodborne but it you know it's 60 fps and it's just it runs great you know yes some bosses are unfair but it wasn't too difficult um right i tried going the dark souls 2 after but i got burned out yeah I think that's after, a lot of souls <laughs> After those three, I'm just like, okay, I need a break. Uh, the reason why I was trying to play these is because, you know, with the baby on the way, you can't pause a Souls game. So true. I'm like, I have a lot of games, especially for the Switch, for when the baby comes. But Souls games, yeah, that's not going to work. So I'm trying to plug through them. I, I kind of like the atmosphere, too. I really just want to skip the three, honestly, because everyone always says that's like one of their favorites. But three was rad. I did like that one. Actually, I beat three, which I'm pretty proud of. So nice. I heard three yeah. is the, the hardest, so that's why I'm like curious about it. That's so funny because I tried playing Demon Souls after playing three, like mm-hmm. the original Dark Souls, and I was garbage. I couldn't do it. But yeah, three I beat surprisingly. Demon Souls is pretty tricky. I I tried playing it multiple times and i mean i've gotten a few of the little like segments completed but there's times where that game just like annihilates me and i'm like what the fuck like Mm -hmm. this shouldn't be that difficult but it is but i don't know i i've learned to enjoy the difficulty in these games right we're gonna have to find you some really fun like tactic style games for when the baby's here so you can just like walk away and not feel bad (laughs) i was thinking of triangle strategy just from like yeah what you kept telling me about it like um did you talk about that last time or we did a whole episode on triangle yeah Yeah, we did a triangle and elden yeah so if you guys want to hear my full in-depth analysis of that uh, god i love that game but like it's a part of these three games that i've been playing actually um so before odyssey i went on a jrpg kick and I beat Triangle Strategy, and then I went and beat Final Fantasy XII finally, which took forever, nice. but I actually did it, and I felt really good about it. 
Um, and then I picked up Nino Kuni and beat that too. And I, I feel like I did all that in like two months. I swear, like that was really fast. <laughs> you did do it really fast because I remember being really surprised because I didn't know you were going getting back into Final Fantasy twelve. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "You're like, yeah, I just beat it too." And I'm like, "You just beat Triangle, like what the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny and it's so weird i man because i i did the thing so with triangle strategy i didn't look at any guides i just wanted to play it and appreciate it final fantasy 12 i looked at a little bit but mainly it was hey like am i at an okay level to do this or should i grind you know like are the ultimate weapons worth it which no they're not like i'm not gonna do all that extra crap that's necessary for them like final fantasy 12 like ruined ultimate weapons for me i think like that was that's going to be the only game I, or Final Fantasy game, I think, that I will just not care about the ultimate weapons. Oh, but yeah. it, it's still a fantastic title. And actually now with the Zodiac Age release, uh, it's so cool being able to d- have like a dual job system, which is fantastic. I love job systems in games now. And it, it just felt good playing it and having it at times four speed did help out a lot. I'm sure that cut down my time like insanely, and that's probably why I was able to beat it so quickly. But I really did enjoy my time with it. I thought it was a really, really good game. And actually learning how to use the gambits properly this time, because I played it whenever it first came out, and I did not like it. it I came straight from Final Fantasy X to that, and then I was like, what is this? This isn't my Final Fantasy, right? And so I just I, I kind of gave up on it. And then, you know, years later, here I go, come back to it. And it turns out I actually really love this game. <laughs> but it, I think it, I it was my mentality and I needed that change of pace now. Right. Um, yeah. And then picked up Nino Kuni because I love, love, love Ghibli movies. And it's one of those games that from day one, I've been wanting to play it. But I just was never like I, I don't know why I always like skirted away from this title. But hmm. it is so deep. Like, the story is fantastic. The artwork is beautiful. And the combat was actually really fun. And I did really enjoy the kind of, like, Pokemon level up system that they had there. Um, and it's funny. I did look at some guides, and I talked to you about this uh, off off mic. But, like, there, there's some guides that ha- say, like, oh, you need to be at least, like, level 80 to beat the boss, like, the final boss. Otherwise, you know, it's going to be kind of difficult. And I, it's, no, those guys are a lie, <laughs> 100% a lie. <laughs> like, I, I went into the final boss at level 52 and was fine. I died once, and then I saw the pattern and just kind of owned the second time. Like, I think I only had a heal, like, once or twice. It was kind of silly. But it's just kind of funny, like, what those guides make it out to seem. And I think that's where I kind of fell into the trap of maybe this game isn't right for me right now. And why it took so long to actually get into it was because everything I saw and heard was that this game is a grind. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. But it really isn't. It's a grind if you want it to be. Like, you could level up to level, you know, like 90 and go up against a boss and just walk all over it. Just kind of laugh in its face. But you don't need to. And actually, I think at like level 50, it was a decent enough challenge where you actually have to pay attention to what you're doing. I think at the higher level, it's for the people who aren't paying attention to the combat or their, you know, party synchron or like the the party layout. Like if you have the right people and the right little um, familiars, you're going to do okay. 
you just need to have the right familiars with the right people, in my opinion. And don't stay Oliver. It's silly. Otherwise, you're just going to be running yeah. around and not being able to do something. That was a big thing, too. A lot of people in the guides are like, oh, just stay as Oliver and use his strongest spell and just keep doing that and spamming it. Well, it has like a 20-second cooldown. So while you're doing that, you're getting owned by the boss, so no wonder it's so freaking hard. But if you're like a really strong melee character, like the cat, like I had the cat who I fully evolved in the final form, and the cat has like 280 attack at like level 60, which is insane. Hmm. Uh, I just literally stood in front of the boss's face and just kept hitting attack and just uh, like melted the boss, you know, <laughs> like and kept stun locking it too, which I thought was pretty funny. But because like the first run I did, I did the Oliver run and I was just trying to do the magic, but it was just too slow and I wasn't able to get anything off. But yeah, it's it's interesting. But now I, I'm trying to find some other games. I started playing Ghost of Tsushima uh, a little bit and I do want to keep playing that one. I, I just feel like I need something for the switch. Like I was able to beat Triangle, Final Fantasy 12 and Nino Kuni on the switch. And I think that is just the console for me right now in my like life where I, sitting in front of the tv with a controller is kind of difficult so being able to like put the console down and do something else and then come back to it is really really nice so i'm trying to find some other games on the switch to play um to really dive into maybe some xenosaga i do have hollow knight that i turned on today but like really the games that i've been playing a lot a lot or like Smash Brothers. I'm having like a Smash Brothers resurgence, but that's mainly because of <laughs> work, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I run the eSports League in Mission Valley YMCA right now as well, on top of all the other robotics and things like that in the digital studio. And in eSports, like one of the games that we play nationally is Smash Brothers. And like playing with those kids is fantastic. It's bringing back such crazy like nostalgia memories of whenever I was playing Smash Brothers at their age. And like our youth league is eight to 12 years old. And that was around the time when I first started playing Smash. So coming back to it and it's still having the same feel, the same control, like it just, it feels good. Like you can tell they made a great game from the front, like the original. And they kept the controls throughout the whole thing. And it just works. It feels awesome. And all of the characters are really cool. I mean, now that I'm noticing some kind of like cheapy characters like Pyramithra. Screw that character. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, there's some really good, good stuff in there. And I'm just having a lot of fun with the kids. Uh, we actually had a end of the season uh, little party for the esports kids today. Because the esports thing is virtual, so we wanted to set up a meet and greet for the kids so they can actually meet each other and get to know me as well, like know the face of the person that's been talking to them over Discord for eight weeks. So that was a lot of fun. We had about like nine kids come in and we're just playing Smash for an hour and a half and just having a blast. And it, it was really, really cool. Switches everywhere. Super funny. <laughs> like I think there's like 12 switches in that room. It was ridiculous. Damn. Yeah, there's just Joy-Cons going left and right. And we're like, okay, we're going to put stickers on these ones. This one's yours, you know? <laughs> like, don't don't lose it. Don't worry, it's a vinyl sticker. You can take it off really easy. You know, like, it was just super funny. And being able to chat with the parents is really nice, too. So, yeah, Smash is interesting. I feel like it's one of those games that really brings people together in an interesting way. But I, I That's love what game. Nintendo games do well. 
Yeah, and they've they made yeah. This game's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna bring up the what was it? Nino Kuni. It's funny you bring that up with guides because I remember. I feel like two or three years ago when I played it, I remember we might have looked at the same guide, but they were saying like, you need to be this level for certain things. And I'm like, I'm nowhere near that. And I hate when guides do this because this, this does happen a lot in other games too, with their guides, especially if you're looking at older games. Um, Sometimes if I'm playing like an old RPG, like Super Nintendo or PlayStation one era, I'll read a guide and it's like recommended level like 30 yet. Mm -hmm you're like in the second area and you're barely hitting level 20. And I'm like, I'm all about the grind. Don't get me wrong. You know, pop on a podcast, watch a movie and just grind. But sometimes the levels are just extreme. And this is advice when anybody plays older games, like you don't have to be that over level for anything. Like I usually say, if you get to a new area, depending how, I mean, most modern games actually really adjust levels and stuff, but maybe gain three levels and usually you're fine. You know, when people say 20 levels, like maybe if the game has a crazy optional boss, but like there's never any reason why. And it's funny how guides back then all said that. And it it takes away the fun nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't understand why guides do that. And I'm wondering if it's like, Here's the guide to make this game insanely easy. Spend 30 hours in the first area and level up to, you know, like it's ridiculous. Like you're going to level up accordingly based on level on the stages or the areas that you're at. Because every time you go to a new area, you're going to gain experience equivalent to leveling up your character to what it should be. Right. I always find that like if I'm if I walk into an area and, you know, you get like a quarter level every time you beat something, that's probably at the right level that you're supposed to be at. Right. But then mm-hmm. whenever you if you're in that area for so long that you're getting like one percent of of a level <laughs> up, then you are way, way, way too over leveled for that area. And you might as well just enjoy the story and keep moving on. Don't just hang out, you know, like that's just ridiculous. Which, I yeah. mean, as a kid, I, I did that a lot. You know, Same. like you, you find an area, it's like, okay, I get five experience for this. I need 10,000 to level up. I just need to do this for 30 minutes. <laughs> you know, like I've been there, but it's not worth it. And I don't think like, I just don't have the time for that anymore. So I would just say like, if if you are worried about a boss fight that you might be under leveled for, try the fight. If you lose and you feel like you just got completely owned, then go get a couple more levels and try it again. But you might surprise yourself and actually be able to pull out a win. And it might be more of an exciting win anyway, right? Like, mm-hmm. instead of it just being like you sitting there and just tanking every hit and not doing anything and not actually using the mechanics given to you, like actually using what the game gives you and mastering those tools. Like, that's much more interesting, in my opinion. But I know that's tough for some people. Uh, a lot of people want to just, you know, sit there and melt foes and <laughs> not take any damage and all that crap. But it's just, I don't know. It takes away the fun nowadays. I mean, it it's interesting as I look back. And like you said, I always used to do that in my games growing up. And 
I'm sitting here now thinking about it like I didn't have another screen to watch something. I didn't have I don't even think I listened to music while I played it. I'm like, I just sat there staring at the screen and did it. You know, nowadays we have it easy. Games will sometimes have the two times speed, like how you were playing Final Fantasy twelve. Oh, or at least we'll have something four times. Yeah, something crazy. <laughs> but or we have something playing in the background. But I'm like, damn, back in the day, like we just stared at the screen and grinded our levels. Like I can't do that anymore, you know? Like I yeah. I could. But I mean it's nice when you play on an emulator because yeah, you can speed up your game. So it makes playing those older ones easier. But I'm just like, man, we don't we don't got time to sit there. We don't got time to spend an extra two hours just to gain maybe to be over leveled for this boss and the next one. Like, yeah, it feels good to melt things, but at the same time, you're just gonna have to level up anyway. Yeah, exactly. No matter what, you're gonna have to keep that. And it'll be easier. Because the let's say four boss battles later, right? Like you feel like you have somewhat of a challenge, like a little bit of a challenge. You need mm-hmm. to completely melt the foes. Well, your mentality now is that I need to be able to melt everything in front of me. So you're just going to do that two hours and then that spreads out again to another two hours of grinding every couple yep. boss fights. And now you're sitting there playing 100 hours in a game that you should have beaten in 25 hours, you know, and you probably would have had a much better experience in the 25 hours. Now, not to say that, like, you can't play a game for hundreds of hours and still enjoy the experience because I've played games for a very long time and really enjoyed them still, right, after that long period of time. But I think it's depends on what you're looking for in the game. Are you looking to completely max out every single thing possible and just completely master the game? Or are you looking to just enjoy your experience with it during that time, right? Like, I think with Monster Hunter World, I put close to 200 hours into that game, and I loved every second of it. I mean, I burnt out 100%. I don't want to play that game right now. <laughs> but it's it was great whenever I was playing it. And it was a lot of fun. And did I master it? No, hell no. I didn't get everything. I got a lot. but And I got what I wanted out of it. I think that's the big thing. And actually, that 200 hours is across two different consoles because I bought it twice. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. That's a really good point, though. Like, it, what you said, like, it, you hit it spot on about that. Um, yeah kind of getting back on track there so i did just beat oh i played a classic i played dark cloud for Mm. the playstation 2 nice um it's one i've always wanted to play i played the sequel many times but i never got to explore the first game and i really enjoyed it uh i played it through the playstation now service which everyone you know it's not that hard to play these kind of games anymore at least some of them but it was enjoyable I uh I really liked it. It didn't feel as dated as I thought it would be, even though it is, but uh, it was nice. Um yeah. and I just got like two more games. I beat Undertale yesterday. Nice. Um, awesome. Yeah, I so I know like god, now it's 2 years ago. I did that uh beat 40 games cuz it was 2020. Uh mm-hmm. and then last year I kind of I was trying to focus on AAA games that I never played, and I feel like I I played a lot of older titles last year. Uh, 
mm-hmm. for ones that I missed out on, but there was still, of course, a bunch I missed. Uh, this year, I've kind of realized there's a lot of indie titles that even though indie is basically the what I play the most nowadays, mm-hmm. uh, there's still so many that I either haven't played or never beat. And Undertale was one of the ones I never beat. I got about halfway through it and I just randomly stopped. And when I first played it, I kind of, I don't want to say it was a genocide run, but it was, I, I attacked, right? It wasn't a pacifist run. Right. Um, this time I did a pacifist run and it was really interesting. Um, I can see why people really love the game. Uh, I know the fan base for Undertale kind of frightens me at times, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, most game fandoms are pretty cringy, but it was a great game. I can, I can see why people love the title. You know, I can also see why people, it might not be for them, but it was great. I, it was such a different take on an RPG that it just felt so fresh and it really does feel like a timeless game, even mm. because it's pixel, like everything about it, you know, 40 years from now, someone can play and be like, wow, this is, this is a classic. Like it actually feels like I would classify that, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the greatest game ever made, but it's one that'll definitely hold up over time. Yeah. But yeah, I, I have this huge list now that I keep growing and growing every day. And now I'm like, well, which one do I want to play? Like I need to beat Cuphead. I need to beat Hollow Knight. Like, um, right now I think the, there's two that are like top of my list and that's Hollow Knight and Outer Wilds. Um, Mm. just because I know so many people like revere both of those so much that I'm like, I need to do one and Hollow Knight. I beat the first area and that was about it. In Outer Wilds, I left the planet, but that was about it. So I, I'm not that far in either game, mm-hmm. but I'm like, okay, which one should I go for? And part of me says Outer Wilds because it's a little bit shorter, but at the same time, these 10 other games on my list sound good, and yeah. I'm just like, I can't pick. But Decision paralysis. It, Shout out to dude, Murder of Grey podcast. <laughs> yes. That was a great episode. Yeah, it was. Um, it's tough, but I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's making me feel certain things, right? So one, it's bringing the enjoyment back into playing these games that I've always wanted to because I would hear so much about them. But weirdly enough, it makes me really want to learn how to make one myself. Mm-hmm. It it sounds weird because I mean, not like everybody gets that feeling from playing a game, but you know, it's to the point where I'm just started, like really trying to learn C. Um, I have Unreal Engine, but you know, I'm gonna check out Unity too. But it it's weird. It makes me wanna feel creative. It makes me wanna create a story. Like making a game might be a little difficult, like the the actual product, but the story part of it, I'm like, I mean, we did a great story with that world we built. Yeah, And I'm like, we could so easily make something great. It's yeah. just, you know, putting the time to actually build it. And I don't know, it's weird to finally think I'm like, damn, like I really do want to sit down and do this. But I don't know, playing all these games, they're so different from each other that I'm excited. Like I, I'm 
really, really glad that I'm like spending the time to do this because I don't know. There's so many cool stories out there that I just haven't discovered. Yeah, same. I, I we've been talking about making a game for a while now. I mean, since before even making this podcast, it's what mm-hmm. it's what sparked us to decide to do this show itself, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I, I really do think it's about that time, and I, maybe that's why. Because you know me, like I don't really like I don't blast through games like this. I do a lot yeah. of studies of games, but I'm like tearing through them right now. And maybe this is my way of like studying games again, right? And really getting back into that mindset of we're going to make something. So I, and I, I do have to attribute that to my current career as well, where I'm surrounded by making things all day. Like it today, it was nuts. I, I was making a new game in Minecraft for the kids to play while I was printing out something that I designed on our 3D printer. And then I was setting up Smash Brothers for the tournament as well and writing curriculum for uh, the core gaming class, you know, and I'm just like, dude, I'm just making all day. This is fantastic. So <laughs> like, I, I think I'm in that right mentality again to for us to really dive in and make something really, really cool. And you know what, like us talking about it on the show, we are breathing life into this idea and putting it out there to the ether and for all of you listeners out there. So we're going to have to do it now. Right. Like they're they're going to mm-hmm. hold us to it. You know, like they're going to call us out one of these days and be like, hey, weren't you guys going to make a game? It's a uh, 2030 now and you guys still haven't t- done it. <laughs> like, no, that's not going to happen. So, <laughs> we're actually going to have to sit down and plug away at this thing and get something made for you guys, because that's going to be really, really cool. A little glitch cube production game, you know? Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, Cubaverse. Yeah, we got to expand the Cubaverse. It's something we've talked about a lot in the past too. So it's it's coming, man. It's coming. It's gonna be huge. Now we've never done this before, but I just had a really fun idea, and I wanted to read some of the reviews on Apple Podcasts. Just to really like, this is a catch episode for you guys. Oh shit! And I really want to say like. I think this is a great way for us to just say thank you so much for all the love and support that we've had out there, like from the other shows that are, you know, chatting with us and actually all the shows or a couple of the shows that want to collaborate with us as well. And, you know, getting all these new listeners and family members. I know specifically like my family members have been like really, really awesome about sharing the show with people that they run into, uh, especially my stepmom. Thank you so much, Melissa. Love you. Because you are hilarious. Uh, She told me once that she was getting, I think she was getting her tires changed or something. And she saw the guy had like a Mario tattoo and was like, oh, do you like video games? My stepson does a really awesome gaming podcast, (laughs) you know? And like, I just really like, thank you guys so much for sharing it because it's what keeps us growing. And it's been a blast so far. But one of the reviews that we actually just got not too long ago uh, is Five Star Review. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, It's uh, not your average gaming show. So most gaming podcasts cover the news. This takes a deep look at the art of games, which is very unique and super interesting. So thank you, The Muffin Mon. Really, really appreciate you. It's awesome. And then from our lovely Freya Love, you wonderful thing. Uh, love the show. It's easy listening, fun, and very informative. Appreciate you. You are amazing. We're definitely going to have to have you back on the show. Uh, and then another one from Sabrina. It's good stuff. Hosts are entertaining and easy to listen to. Really liking it so far. 
So really, really appreciate you guys and keep those reviews coming. And we will definitely do some more shout outs in the future because we really, really appreciate it out there. And one last thing, I did bring up some of the shows that have been chatting with us. And we just want to shout out some of those shows because they are just wonderful, wonderful people. But uh, the I'd Like a Refund podcast, thank you guys so much. And we will definitely be working with you soon in the future. Uh, Feels like the first time. Yes, we definitely want to collaborate with you and we will make that happen. Uh, between two games you guys are awesome the side questing podcast always always love your stuff and genre geeks of course cannot forget and if you guys don't know look out for the episode on the texas chainsaw massacre where we guested on their show which we do need to go back to them at some point and guest again so really really appreciate all you guys thank you so much for all the love out there it it really means the world to us it's so nice to hear from you guys but yeah All right. With that, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening, and we will come back to you next week. Don't worry. We will be back next week with some more fantastic games and more crazy topics for you guys to enjoy. Uh, Yeah. So bye for now. Bye.